Support for this podcast comes from the patrons at patreon.com slash FML FPL. The first of two big announcements to come begins here with the FMLFPL Cup. Let's kick it off. What the fuck is that? FMLFPL Cup? I don't know what that is, Alon. Yeah, what is it? What are we doing? What are, so it's a patron's cup. It's for all the patrons. Patreon.com slash FMLFPL. Since you can't customize leagues at all on the FPL site and all you can do is head-to-head or normal, which is boring and there's not any interesting shit you can do. We're taking it into our own hands, doing a group stage style European Cup, four teams per group. All of the patrons are in it. It's over 200 people. Top two in every group advance. Custom FMLFL trophy is the winner. If you join, if you're if you sign up to be a patron before the next game week, then you're in. All patrons are in. There's over 200 people. It's gonna be it's gonna be fucking amazing. I'm looking forward yeah. to it. Check out the spreadsheet on the website. We're going to get it up there for the release of the pod. But basically, we huge endeavor. We have just a Google spreadsheet. We linked everyone's team so you could see who you're competing against. We have the group stages, as Alon mentioned. It's starting this game week, game week 23. And you have round robin for three game weeks for your group. And if you top your group, come in second in your group, you make it through to knockout stages. And then we're going to take it from there. And every we're going to update the spreadsheet as, as fast as we can at the end of every game week. Please bear with us. It's a very manual data entry intensive job. Uh, but we're going to update it as quickly as we can to get the results in and see who you're playing next round and all that shit. But it should be fun. Yeah, I mean, we're just... You can't customize the leagues at all on the FPL site, so we're, we're making it interesting and doing shit our own way because that's how we do shit. And it should be really fun. Yeah, it should be really yeah, good. I'm sure everyone in Slack is going to be just dancing and talking shit and going nuts about it. Yeah, I mean, it. everyone in Slack's already been buzzing. Buzzing. But, but the, the main takeaway is, I mean, no added cost. It's just to all patrons, like, we appreciate all of you, everyone who supports us, and it's going to be a fun time. So, again, the spreadsheet's going to be on the website. I think there'll be a link in uh, this episode, down, download, whatever the fuck. So, hope you enjoy it. And uh, oh, one, one last thing. If you see if you don't see your name in there, please get in touch with us with your FPL ID and, and name, either by our email fmlfpl at gmail.com or, or Twitter, on Twitter, or Slack, or anywhere. Yeah, anyway, I mean, just it's, it's, we just manually put every name in there and every team ID that we could find in there. But there's definitely some that we've missed, and there's some that you know the people who aren't in the prize league where we just couldn't find your team ID or whatever so yeah please sign up please let us know and 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 we'll we'll get you in there yeah and and absolute last thing just check the check the spreadsheet and if you see your name without your team linked please get in touch with us because if we don't get your ID if your ID is not there it means we can't find you so if your ID is not in by the time the game week clock starts on a Saturday then we're going to have to take you out of the spreadsheet and out of the cup so please get in touch Genius. I'm very excited. Yeah, yeah dude. Cups, cup is in. The cup is in. All right. So we got that out of the way. More shit to come. Let's go Horrible back way back in time, like 10 days ago. To what happened? I mean, we both. 
<laughs> both triple cap cane. This feels so long ago, dude. I don't even remember what happened. This is like the longest we've gone without potting in a while. That wasn't an international break. And yeah, I mean, I, I ended up on a little bit of a green arrow. I got 57 points up to 173K. But of course, very sad about triple capping Kane. I mean, we were both big upping that in the lineup lambs. And it was just, I don't know, pure, pure sadness. Just all the chances in the world at any points. Almost assists in the first game. Could have had multiple goals against West Ham. Horrible performances from Spurs. And yeah, I mean, just sadness all over. Um, the only good thing is my transfers. I took another hit. So back-to-back weeks was hits with me. I brought in Arnie and Ogbonna. Um, They didn't like Hall or anything like that. But I net positive because I took out Lejeune, who's a zero, and Richarlison, who blanked. So, you know, I mean... Definitely potting now versus potting right after the game week. I'm a lot less just like pure rage anger than I was, but I don't know. It sucks. It also feels good to not have to worry about triple cap or even think about it, but it fucking sucked, dude. It was so bad. How do you feel? Well, I mean, taking it even further back in time, it was game week 21. We didn't pod for 21, and that was when we had Salah capped, and he had 28 on our cap with a big haul. And I went from... Yeah, but I, like, so I went from 24K to 14K. Going into fucking triple captain week, and I got a red arrow on triple captain. So That's wild, yeah. Yeah, it's bad. I mean, it's really bad. It's, it's the absolute worst thing you could hope for is to get three points on your triple captain. Like, you can't really do worse than that unless you get an injury or a red card. Um, assuming that you always use your triple captain on a, a double game week, right? you normally will at least get four points for minutes play. We didn't even we didn't even get that. You can't do worse than that. Oh my yeah, so god, the sickness I mean, just owns us. Yeah, it's just a bad job by us, and you know it made it worse because the first game of the double game week he had that pen shout that wasn't given, and then he had a couple guilt dead chances that he probably should have done something in the second game. Ali didn't score on the first time, which should have been an assist in the first game. He like scored his own rebounds. He's a piece of actual fucking dog shit. A lot of things went against us. But in the end, triple captain spunked, extra three points in the bank, and we're going to just look on, onwards and up for, upwards. I, I swerved the West Ham players, unlike you. Um, my only West Ham player was Adrian, so I got a four points boost from him over Pope. But I have Ericsson and Ollie, and I'm in the very unfortunate circumstance of having three Spurs attackers after they looked absolutely terrible the last two games. So we'll get there with our teams, but it does not feel good. And then, I mean, realistically, the absolute worse than the blank for the triple captain for me is the Victor Moses situation because oh, I forgot. I, about that. I actually forgot about that for you. Game week twenty, game week twenty one gets subbed before the clean sheet with on fifty six minutes, and then the Arsenal game gets subbed on fifty five minutes. So I'm so back to back one pointers when yeah, you should I'm, have seven points. Yeah, I mean the obviously the fucking Stoke clean was it lasted through duration then. If Conte subbed him in the Arsenal game before they let up a goal in like the 68th minute or something, if he just lasted 60, I mean that would have been jammy. But yeah, yeah, I don't know if I could withstand another sub 60 minute for Moses. So that's another thing we'll get to when we get to my team. But I'm all sorts with Moses, dude. That I was, I had to shut. I had yeah, shut my shut down computer Slack. off. That's that's the biggest like alarm ever when like we just have to walk away from our computers and can't participate with with 
with the people anymore, that just means we're fucking fucked up in the head, you know? Moses has absolutely fucked me in the head, ass, ears, nose, (laughs) throat. Like, every hole in my body was Uh, fucked by Moses' Nigerian dick. It's terrible, because he he was... You were flying. He had the three back-to-back-to-back cleans. No, 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 no. I've had triple Chelsea defense in place for, like, six game weeks. And I've actually had a triple clean sheet, like maybe one of five clean sheets, because I picked the wrong pieces of actual shit. Yeah, because Rand, and it's so yeah, frustrating. Aspel dropped, or Moses Christensen was out for three weeks. Out. Moses yeah. subbed out. It's just ridiculous how fucked I've been getting with it. Yeah, and it's the kind of thing that, like, if I had Aspel, Alonzo, Courtois, like, I would be probably like four K. Right yeah, now. you'd be like top five K easy. And I it just it's Alonso. so frustrating. Because this is the call of my season, is identifying the triple Chelsea defense. And they've gone like on five cleans in seven games. And I'm not bearing the fruit from it because I picked like a, someone who gets sick, a bodker, And then I get someone who gets subbed early, a piece of shit, Jesus Christ, Victor Moses. God. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You, it was your call of the season. Everyone said Actual you were crazy. Call of the season, 100% you my call. nailed it. I didn't nail shit because I picked but the wrong guys. you picked guys. the wrong guy, so... Good job, I mean. Who nails the nailer, you know what I mean? Uh, Fuck, dude. All right, well, all right, let's do some house cleaning and talk about actual FPL and shit. So shout out the January Prize League leader, Mug League leader, Torgear Home, a.k.a. Lions Team, Tidy 77-pointer. Like, why would he captain Can when he could captain Ali like a fucking genius? And then... Shout out the top of the FMLPL Public League. It's it's getting a little tighter up there. It's still tore, but Clark Hutchison on his ass. And then um, I think we have... Are we just being, we're just being surrounded by tours? Yeah, I mean, t- all of Norway and every country that's up there, Scandinavia just owns all of our leagues and everything. We should change our name, just like Tor Shapiro, Tor Walsh. Just to <laughs> exactly. <turn> <laughs> Scandinavia and FPL. Just, we need someone to translate. That would be good. Um... And then I think we have a sponsor, right? And then we'll just go on. Yeah, new sponsor. This episode of FMLFPL is brought to you by Silva Straps. I know what you're saying to yourself at home, folks, but this is not your normal jock strap. Each Silva Strap is made from the wool of the sheeps of the David Silva family farm in his hometown of Arguineguin, Spain. Sheep from David's farm are known to have wool as tough as steel, and God knows it's needed as the cocks of the men from this Spanish region are as large as an elephant's trunk. Say goodbye to those shoddy jockstraps lacking in style and fortitude and buy Spanish. Buy David Silva. Buy his huge cock. And buy Silva Straps. All right. Yeah, what have we been potting for like an hour? We haven't talked about anything. I mean, we haven't, we haven't actually been potting that long. But... All right, all right, all right. So what do you want to start with? There's so I mean, Kuhn. We have to. Shit. We have. We have to start with Kuhn. I think. Yeah, Kuhn is a huge, huge, Kuhn, huge topic right now because who knows? Jesus is out for either one month, two months, or the rest of the season. We don't. No one knows. This is life. So everyone's probably going Morata to Kuhn. That seems a very, very obvious move if you're still holding Morata, like I am. Um. People are probably just lining up their teams to go Kane and Kuhn. That seems the very like in vogue thing to do. Yeah, like if you're wild carding right now, you go there. You go Kane Kuhn. Yeah, I can't really figure <coughs> out any reason why it's not good. And it 
it's crazy because just like last week or two weeks ago, we were saying like forwards aren't returning value, like five four one, like all this shit. But everything changes once Kuhn is nailed, right? Yeah. So one thing is like giving me a lot of pause is this this uh, Alexis Sanchez shit is just picking up more and more steam. So, so I mean, how much do you put into means. it? Yeah, I'm really scared about it because if he comes in. Granted, it might take you know maybe two or three game week window for him to really come into wherever you, Pep's going to want to play him. But it makes me a lot more nervous about taking hits and ripping my team apart to put Kuhn in. You know? Yeah. Um, I mean, I haven't thought about it that much because I don't. I have no idea where Alexis even plays. <laughs> like, I think he would. Ro- he would be either be like in the Sane role and maybe he's yeah. a little more narrow, or he's rotating with Kuhn and he's just a striker because he's a striker. He is He's always striker, but I figured yeah. he'd be left wing or whatever. I mean, yeah, I think that's where he played at Barcelona with Pep too. It's just like left wing like that, but I'm not 100% positive. But I don't know. I mean, it feels crazy removing Kuhn from like the starting center forward role when he's Kuhn and he's doing what Kuhn does. And they don't, it's no longer a fixture pileup or anything like that. You know, I mean, they have the Carabao Cup or whatever, but. Other than that, I mean, it's normal. Champions League hasn't yeah, yeah. started yet. Week off between games, like, there's no reason to rotate him, right? No, there isn't. And I mean, it was an odd thing to me that he played him in the FA Cup because I thought he would have probably wanted to play him in the Cupity Cup in the semis instead of playing him against whatever the fuck in the FA Cup. But that aside, I mean, I think the question right now for us as FPL players is how many transfers does it take to get to Kuhn? How high do you prioritize Kuhn? And if you're going to get him, would you do it now before Liverpool? No one has two frees because everyone spunked them on double game week. Like no one saved a transfer into that unless they like fucking missed the deadline. But there are a lot of things. It's like, you know, if you're three transfers away from Aguero or if you're like two away from getting Kevin, you know, how do you, how do you play that? What, what do you think? Do you think it's an absolute must get Aguero in? Because they have home Newcastle, home Leicester. They have like another home banker coming up. Three of the next four are very capitable for City assets. The other thing on my on my shoulder is that Sterling is still there. I mean, we all own Sterling already. His stats are basically like half of Aguero's, but he's still a good captaincy option. He's done a lot of us very well with captaincy in, in recent weeks. So I'm personally having a very difficult time figuring how much I want to prioritize getting Aguero and if I just want to swerve him. What do you where where do you stand on that? Yeah, it's really, really hard. I mean we have such different team structures, so it's obviously very easy for me to get to Kuhn because I have Marata, which is just a you know gaping hole of terribleness in my team. But I think that the Liverpool fixture is not being talked about enough because realistically I'd rather have Marata this week than like at Anfield where they've barely conceded any goals. And if that maybe allows us enough time to see what happens with Alexis or whatever, I'm not really that worried about not having Kuhn until game week 24, maybe home Newcastle, game week 25, home West Brom. Like those are back to back, maybe you captain in weeks. I'm not really worried at all about not having him this week. Like I don't think he's the best pick and taking hits and ripping up your team to get him this week. I just ill advised, I think. Like if you have the money to make a simple switch, then. Sure, he's he's still great. Wouldn't be shocking at all if he scores against Liverpool, but he's not like a great pick this week by any stretch, I don't think. 
That's right. Yeah, I, I mean, I yeah, I think I'm I'm on board with that, but it's still just like it's city, you know, and every city yeah. game could be three, four goals. So yeah, you never know. Yeah, you never know. It's just but, like he's so fucking expensive that like it's hard to imagine his ownership climbing to like fucking destroy us numbers. You know what I mean? Like he he's so far away from being in, in like the. Forty percent or whatever the fuck Kane is up to yeah, now, like, or Salah, or so, yeah, I mean he's nowhere near Salah, and I, I don't think he could possibly even get to Salah numbers because he's so expensive and it's so hard to get to him. So, not like that worried about getting destroyed by Kuhn. And I agree, Sterling is a great captaincy option for all of the same fixtures that Kuhn's a captaincy option. So, I mean, I'm excited by the prospect of Kuhn, but I'm not like panicking that much about him. Okay. Yeah. I've gone all over the shop since the last deadline. I'm, I'm like from I'm gonna completely avoid him to like I want to get him in next week. Absolutely. I mean, but he's, once he's so sexy, he's just yeah. I mean, he's great. I mean, he had the brace and the FA Cup. He's just like he's so good. He's the tip of the spear. We've all been saying all year is that like if there was a nailed on city striker, it's the fucking first name in our team sheet. Yeah. And now that it's here, we're trying to figure out like make excuses almost, which it seems like it's insane, especially when they have three captainable games in the next four. So I'm personally like leaning towards going for him, but I'm also not 100% decided on that. One reason why is uh, Alonzo. It's just I still don't have Alonzo. He's 7-3 now, and the the money for me and my, my personal team is getting a little bit sketchy. If I'm going to get Alonzo and I'm either going to have to like wait and then get and prioritize Kuhn, or I'm going to go for Alonzo now and really just not go for Kuhn at all and go for the midfield. So... I'm looking at basically they're like doing Alonzo in, and then I could do a midfield of like having Sterling, De Bruyne, and, and Silva, something like that, and then avoiding Aguero and trying to cover his points with all the midfielders, or just kind of downgrading and going for Aguero. But Alonzo is getting hard to ignore. What do you what do you think about Alonzo at this point? He's basically a fucking playing striker. His fucking goals in two of the last three weeks have been like so devastating against us because. Especially the Arsenal one because no one got the clean points and it was like fine. And then he scores and it's just like fuck. Like he's up to twenty four percent ownership. It's seven three. Like it's so hard to fucking get to him if you're not like already kind of shaped that way. I mean his stats of late. I was looking. It's fifteen shots in the last six matches. Ten of those in the box. It's like fucking striker numbers, like you said. They're better than Sterling's numbers. Yeah, absolutely. And it's just, yeah, it's getting very, very difficult to ignore. I mean, one thing that I think is important to consider is like, is this sustainable or is he just like an insane run of form? Because before this, he, you know, he went on what from game week three to game week 17, he scored one goal. So, and they didn't like change the system or anything like that. So I just don't know. I, I don't know, dude. Like, I obviously want him, but for me and my shape, it's so much harder to get to Alonzo than it is to get to Kuhn. Yeah, we're we're complete opposite ends in the spectrum there. Yeah, because I think the one thing with so much heavier on defense, yeah, you can get right to him. I think the one difference is also his captaincy. I mean, no one's captaining Alonzo, and you know he's got the clean two points, but you know how much can you really go down by not owning Alonzo? I think Alonzo's ownership is definitely going to be higher than Kuhn's now and moving forward for probably the rest of the season. But with Aguero, I mean, realistically, if you captain him 
and he comes in with like a brace or he has like two braces in the next three of those home games when a lot of people that own him are going to captain him, you could fucking plummet. And that's like a big, that's a big point chunk versus Alonzo who's like, you know, if he doesn't return and gets a clean sheet, it's just six points. You know, you make that up easily anywhere else across the back line. Christensen gets six points. So yeah, it that's really. Why I'm less, less nervous about Alonzo, I guess. It's just, it feels so bad because we're such huge fans and we were just like sucking his dick all of last season. And then we both kind of like ignored him and now he's flying. But I don't know. Yeah. I mean, Kuhn is just the champion, Kuhn is just number one. Yeah, I think I'm in the same boat with you about prioritizing Kuhn. I think it's just the captaincy has to be king. And, you know, Kane's got some tough, tough fixtures coming up. And Kuhn's shooting statistics are like double Sterling's basically per game. So even though Sterling is a captaincy shot, I think, you know, Aguero's fucking Aguero. So they could bring Alexis in and he comes straight in in game week two games from now or whatever the fuck number that is. And it's a, it's a damper on on the Coon party, but realistically right now, I think it's probably like all systems go to figure out how to get Aguero on is, is the way to play it. It feels like such a good time to wildcard, to be honest, even though it's like yeah. insane and it's so early and wildcard just got activated or whatever. It's just like, there's all these guys that are so good and so expensive that it's just like, if you're not in position to get them, within like one or two moves, then you're you're too many moves away to get them, honestly. So we've had a lot of questions in about Wildcard. I mean, where do you fall? Do you think it's just too premature because we want to save them for the doubles? Or do you think it's a good time to use a Wildcard if, if your team's in shambles and, and you want to, you know, make 11 changes? Yeah, I mean, the thing I, the thing I feel like I always say on, on Twitter and on Slack and shit is just like, it just depends team by team. And it's the kind of thing that, the results of what happens are gonna are gonna define how you feel about your wildcard timing. You know what I mean? Like you might wildcard into a good team and fly, and then you're probably gonna write a fucking article about how you should wildcard in January and blah blah blah. Where that's just what happened for you, and someone else is gonna wildcard into a train wreck, and three of the guys are gonna get injured, and it's gonna be a nightmare, and their season's gonna fucking tank. It's tough. I mean, like, you never know what's going to happen after a wild card. I think it's totally fine to use it now if your team is really fucked up. The thing that I don't like is when people send in teams that, like, have a lot of really good picks and are just, like, you know, one or two not ideal guys or one or two injured guys or something. And I'm just like, dude, chill. Like, just do this move, then this move. Like, this guy's fine. This guy's fine. Downgrade Hazard. Get this guy. Like, it's all good. I would really only wildcard if like you're in big trouble, like maybe can't even field eleven, don't have any of the high owned on high owned guys or have to take a lot of hits to get out eleven or something like that. But if that's the case, I think it's fine. Like I, I have no problem with it, honestly. I have a huge problem with it. I think it's okay. a fucking absolute terrible way to play the game. Okay. I think that with the double game weeks, I think we don't have enough information and Basically, it's like we have usually we get like the back to back double game weeks, like 34, 37 or something, like very close together. And if you wildcard right now, I mean, okay, no one has a team that's fucking terrible. Like you have either like three West Ham and three Spurs players who like didn't do great in double, but they still have good fixtures. Like you don't have Lingard or like the flash in the pan. Like 
You know, like those are the kind of bad teams I'm seeing that are just like one step behind. But if you wildcard now, maybe you'll have like two or three game weeks where you're looking better than the rest. But then as soon as the doubles start getting announced, you're going to be taking hit on hit on hit to try and get to the teams that everyone else is just going to be able to wildcard into and then plan for both doubles with the wildcards. Like, you know, it's always like fucking like Chelsea has two, do- two, wild- two doubles or Spurs have two doubles or whatever, like the teams that progress far in the cup and things like that. So I think you really need to fucking temper on the wild card. I think you need to figure out how to just scrape by right now. Wait until we get more information about the blank game weeks, double game weeks, and I think you really need to save the wild card. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, I just feel differently. I guess, like, I've been, like, burned by different doubles, including the double this week so many times before, where it's just like you're you're, you're not going to be able to get the quote-unquote ideal team that everyone else is wildcarding into, but you might outscore the, the ideal team at the same time. Like, you might hold some single game weekers that outscore double game weakers and... I don't think it's really the end of the world, and you still have your free hit to use on one of the double game weeks, like the bigger of the two. And I think it can be done. I just don't. I we, the thing that we clearly both agree on is that like people are fucking people need to calm the fuck down <laughs> because like you have if you have a good team and a bunch of good picks, end of you don't need to wild card. Like you can fix the few holes you have in your team over one or two weeks very easily. But if your team is a fucking disaster, I don't know. Maybe it's good. I haven't seen a disaster. That's that's my thing. I haven't seen a team that I'm like, wow, your team is really fucked up. Like, use the wild card. Yeah, I guess I, I, I haven't seen one either. And I've everyone yeah. who's tweeted in, I've pretty much said, no, don't. Yeah. But someone has it, right? No, yeah, it's definitely <laughs> in the world, but that that's the main overarching thing is yeah, and I, in all the teams I've there. seen, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um I I have like a couple like very left field things I wanted to throw out at you, but I mean, do we have any other There's so much shit that we just need a flow because there's okay. the amount of uh, shout so, out to everyone on Twitter, Slack, Facebook, Reddit, like there's so many fucking questions and topics. We just need a flow. So yeah, I I love left field shit. Let's hear it. I have very huge feels for getting Hazard in right now. What the fuck? Like like very overarching. (laughs) What, dude? What are you talking about? Tingling in the toes and my dick gets a little bit What has happened to you? Like the this is peak Hazard time when everyone bought him a month ago. After his hauls, he was awful for a month. Everyone got rid of him, and now he's about to just fucking fire. Marata's back. I think it's. I think maybe it might be hazard time. I'm getting very a little bit anxious and very like sweaty, but I feel like he's like a kind of guy that's such a huge differential because everyone's getting rid of him. That's a but fact. His stats, he is, he I mean, is a differential. That's a fact. His don't, stats against Arsenal... Don't talk his stats to me about Ar- no, 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 no. But against Arsenal, it's like they're back and I'm like, all right, Haz, like, hey, what's up, guy? Like, you know, we wink at each other all the time. Like me and Hazard, like we pass each other in the hall and I'm like, oh, it's like, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, he's down at 8.1% ownership. That's crazy low for him. It's just I'm looking at him, I'm like, okay, like he's in the same bracket as KDB. And KDB does not have brace potential. Hazard has brace, he has triple return potential. KDB's like, his best games are like 12 points with 
maybe a goal and an assist. Goal and assist. That's, like, that's rare. That's rare because he doesn't shoot that much. You know, he creates his chances. He's not running any, any pens or anything like that. So and Hazard has that explosive like, qualities. And you know, we've talked about it a lot. It, he's, the team is a lot worse in terms of over like total goals that they score. But I just feel like I'm getting a little feels for Hazard, dude. I'm fucking getting into Hazard. I mean, yeah. I mean, that. I still think this is kind of crazy to talk about. But the one thing that is is for certain is the differential. And like when a guy like that is a differential, you have huge potential to fly. I definitely agree with you there. I mean, like he's, we've been saying it since he returned, basically. Even through all of these blanks, we've been saying it on this fucking pod. Like, he's gonna, he's gonna score points. Just hold on. Like, he's gonna score points. He always does. He's elite. He's world class. You know, and he dominated against Arsenal. He looked amazing. Really good stats. Scored the pen. I don't care about that because his form and his stats mean absolutely nothing for like predictive returns. That said, I mean, I think Marata back is the biggest thing for him. Yeah. Because we, we saw him, we saw his stats fall off a cliff, which is rare for him. Like not shoot, like not do shit that he usually does when Marata was out and he was like center forward or whatever the fuck. And it's not surprising that his stats flew and he scored a goal, even though it was a pen, when Marat's back. Um, yeah, the thing I mean, about Hazard, it, dude, honestly... You have triple Chelsea defense. How the fuck are you even going to get there? Moses is absolutely a dead... Like, I would out. rather have a 0.0M player and play with 14 players than have Moses for next week. Like, I can't look at him. You can't again. look at him, yeah. I cannot look at him again, so... I just, I think, like, also from the pod and everything, is like how fucking insane I am about Hazard all the time about everything about him. Is that like it would be very a very fitting storyline for me to bring him in now and to hold him for like two months and just see what he does. It's a good script. Like the script was written three months ago, and now it just comes full circle. Yeah. So I mean, listening right now, like Ashier and shit are just freaking out. Like, oh my god. No, but it's just the thing. It's like. He does it when you don't want him to do it, or he does it. You know, it's a fucking hazard, dude. He's a nightmare. You cannot predict what he does. Yeah. But he fucking gets points. Like you know that even though now he's like fifteenth on the midfield points, like whatever. They have five incredible fixtures coming up. Murata's fit, so he's not going to be playing false nine and shooting once a game. And like he could just go on like a thirteen, eight, fifteen, like five, twenty run and that wouldn't be surprising to anybody. I mean the thing I guess the way to describe Hazard is just he's the biggest punt in the game. And it's like weird because he's obviously world class and everyone knows how good he is IRL. But in FPL he is just an insane punt. I absolutely yeah, he could punt. score double digits for five games in a row. Would not be surprising. Yeah. Or you like, could get three, three, two, three. Yeah. And yeah. both of those are equally as likely. So I don't but, know. Uh, if you're in a position where your team's good and shit and you have the money and you can get him in and you can punt on him, he's always good. We like again, we've been saying this for three months straight. Like if you can hold him long term, he's gonna score top five points for mid. So I mean, I wanna just pair this with what we're talking about, but 
if I get him in, and this is definitely my number one option right now because I've been thinking about it a lot. Obviously, we haven't potted in fucking a month or two. I will captain him against Lester. That's so fucked up, dude. Yeah, because I think Kane against that bus is just they're going to be bad again, and I hate Spurs so much. Yeah, and we'll get, you have we'll get to you, have, you have but no, but I mean, you have City, City, Liverpool. Other than Arsenal with Alexis maybe gone, like there is no good captaincy option. This is the kind of time where I'm like, I know I've said fucking time memoriam for three years, don't captain Hazard, but this is the kind of like once a year Hazard captain that I would fucking go for. Mind blowing scenes here at FML. Yeah. No, I mean I think I think it's good. I think it's actual good. I think <laughs> Obviously, Lester, you think it's fucking good if you're doing it. No, I mean I think Lester are fucking bad on the road and they're kind of bad defensively full stop. They haven't kept the clean since Pule's they never been there. Cleans. They're definitely and bad. yeah, I mean I, I wanna see what they what lineup they do and what the fuck happens in the midweek cup games with Chelsea and whatnot, but it's a very low I feel like it's a very low risk captaincy punt week because you have Liverpool City playing each other and you have Kane playing a bus when he's probably going to be really bad again. I definitely don't want to captain Kane. So like that's what also I've been struggling with is like what am I going to like I could bring in Alexis but that's still probably lead the way. Yeah but like then it's like fuck dude against City like they're good. He's not going to have a lot of like guilt dead chances. Yeah but it's like Danilo and Delph like he's still a good captain but it's still good, but no, I I hear you. I mean, like I was the one. I if you look at my tweets during the Chelsea Arsenal game, I all I wanted in life was to absolutely kill Morata because that was the worst feeling thing of the weekend. That felt worse. Like you said, Moses felt worse that for you than triple cap Kane. Morata felt so much worse to me because he was he was such a differential going into that. Like everyone had already fucked him off. And for him to get that many big chances and fuck all of them up and just look so bad, like not even a professional footballer, felt so horrible. That said, I, I'm the one who just said like 10 minutes ago, like, I don't going Morata to Kuhn this week for like a hit or something, I just don't understand it. Like Morata's home Leicester, they, they don't keep cleans. Morata's still nailed. If he gets that many big chances again, I... Totally back him to score. That's that was a freak, weird fucking thing. But I yeah, there's there's the difference between you and I. Like if I had Morata, it'd be the same thing with Moza. We'd be, I would not even at the time of the recording, I would not still have Morata. Well, that's the the real difference between us is like you've been just like staring at your FPL team for this entire gap of time when we haven't potted. And I like completely check out when there's no pod. Like I yeah, feel like it was we just went on a month long international break, and like I don't even know who's good anymore. That's the real difference. I can tell you though, Murata's still not good. He's bad at football. He's, he's still not good. But he'll, he'll probably score know. this week. I absolutely believe that. Uh, yeah, I really, I really do. All right, let's go over to uh, your favorite team, the Reds or the Blues, the Reds or the Liverpool <laughs> team. Definitely not, definitely not the Blues. So Phil's gone. What do we, what do we make of that? Yeah, Phil's gone. I mean, Tim on Twitter asks, how does Coutinho leaving affect our other Liverpool assets? Does he lower the other attacker's value? Who might step up? Blah, blah, blah. I think of, of all of the Coutinho FPL shit, I think 
by far the most interesting is like who's going to take his place and is there value there? And it's probably going to be Lalana. And I think there probably is going to be good value there. I mean, there was a point last season when he was returning regularly and he was really good and he was, and he's cheap. He's seven, three. And I don't know. I mean, I'm not worried about the front three. I still think the front three are all still good. I mean, there's been plenty of games without Coutinho this year. We're still almost averaging three goals per game in those games. So I'm not really worried about that. And I think that Lolana is the biggest takeaway, honestly. I mean, like Lolana or Ox, if, if he nails himself to like the midfield three, could be like huge sneaky value, which we haven't really had in, in Liverpool attack. I kind of think it was like I'm very nervous about the nailedness of the midfield three. I feel like they he's just going to be a road. Yeah. yeah, especially because like Champions League starting in February, it's really soon. I'm more interested in Mane just because I think it makes him less rotation prone because they're going to need his firepower more. Yeah. He's nine three. I mean, what do you what do you think about Mane? Is like, he's a huge differential. I don't think I've seen a team with Mane in it in like a month. Well, I mean, why would they? Like he was. He was clearly the odd man out. He was like getting dropped, rested, and hadn't been scoring. I mean, his goal against Burnley was the first since game week fourteen, so he shouldn't be, shouldn't have been in any side. But that said, I mean, if you've played FPL in seasons past, you know his potential. He has like elite goal scoring potential for a midfielder. So yeah, I, I mean, I definitely think he's a good pick. I mean, like him, Salah's still number one, and like. Everyone should still have him, I think. But Liverpool have some really good fixtures coming up before Champions League starts. I think Mane's a great pick. I think Firmino's still a good pick, too. Okay, good job by both of them. Yeah, I want to go to the we'll have to see with the midfield three. It'll be interesting because... There's a lot of names there. Yeah, we I mean, got, Chan, we got Chamber, really used to Hendo, Yayana, Luana. It's like fucking six guys for a three-spot. Yeah, we, did, we got so used to rotation in the pile up and all that, but maybe he like settles on a on a first choice midfield three and we'll we'll have to see. But I can see a lot of rotation there too. It makes a yeah. lot of sense. Especially yeah. with like how much Lalana runs, how much they all run whenever they start. So So looking at the defense, I think it's like an interesting thing is we're looking at the top four, top five teams and the defensive assets. Liverpool's over a million less than pretty much all of those other teams that you're looking at with the cities and Chelsea's and United's of the world. So we have Joe Gomez at four seven, and then you have uh, VVD, VVD at five four, and then probably no one else really that nailed. Where do you look for Liverpool defense? Because your guys' fixtures after the City game are really good. A lot of like a lot of away games, but even away games against bad teams, you guys have been bad keeping clean sheets away, but. You think you're gonna ha- you're gonna start doing it just from like possession stats and shit. So, Gomez four seven, DVD five four. What do you what are you looking at there? Or is there do you think Moreno four four? Like what what do you think about? Yeah, I mean, we we have a lot of clean sheets this year. Like underratedly been a very decent year, except for like the odd game where the Arsenal, the Spurs, the City game where we let up a bunch of goals. But yeah, I'm a little bit worried about Gomez. Not really that I don't rate him because I still do, but with no Champions League, I think Klopp's going to keep trying to get Trent minutes. Maybe he's just like going to switch off, or maybe he plays Trent against well, buses. He was, playing Trent, he was playing Trent in Champions League exclusively. He was. But during group. During group stage, but 
now we have a month and a half before Champions League restarts. Yeah. Maybe Trent, you know, gets back in there. I mean, he, he had yeah. a goal against Swansea, he had an assist against Burnley. Yeah. Okay. You know, maybe Trent starts against the buses and Gomez starts against the more difficult sides where he has to defend more. So I don't know how nailed either of them are. Huh. Um, That's a worry. I also because don't I, I was... know how nailed Robertson or Moreno are. So I really, if you're going to go Liverpool defensively, I mean, like, I just think Van Dyke is the most clear option by far. I mean, he's the only 100% nailed center back on the team. And he's the same price as Monty anyway. And he's like got goals in him. He's great on bonus. We know from years past. And, you know, so I'm okay, a little so, bit worried about the fullbacks, though, for rotation. Yeah, I'm surprised. I mean, I, I thought Gomez would be a really safe pick. I feel like he's definitely a clear number one against TA Trent. But, um, yeah, I mean, what you're saying makes sense. They have a bunch of games, and yeah, who I mean, knows, like, like against have- the buses, he prefers Trent. And then if he wants to save Gomez for the. Fucking UCL games, like you could be fucked there if you go there. It's just the value is so immense with Trent at four two, Gomez four seven. It's just so fucking frustrating to have to pay five four on Van Dyke when you could pay five four for Stones on a team that keeps more clean sheets. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. yeah, so you want it so badly. You want the yeah, so bad. Just like you look at our fixtures, even just the next two, home city. I would say Gomez definitely starter there. And then next is at Swansea, just complete bust, worst team in the league. I could absolutely see Trent starting that because we're going to just have to break them down and yeah. offer so much more going forward. Yeah. yeah, good job by you. I think so. It's probably DVD or bust. I mean, obviously you can't go with the goalkeeper because he keeps rotating them every yeah, fucking game. There's no, no good starting. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's DVD. But it's like so much value theoretically, possibly in Liverpool's defense, just because. Everyone's so cheap, even though there are 25 defenders on the FPL page for Liverpool. Yeah. If, yeah, you, if, you find, if you find the guy that's nailed, let us know. Like Maybe yeah. Moreno might be back next game. Like he might just, Robertson might just be fucked no, up. No, 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 no. But I, I think I take your point. Given how good Robbo's been since Moreno's been injured, it's impossible to assume that Moreno's going to come back and play every single game. It's similar, I think, like, like you're saying to Gomez and Trent. Like, you know, Trent last city game obviously got subbed like he was a fucking getting shredded, and then Gomez came in. So you know, it's a tough one. That's a tough one. But yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, VVD at five four is. I mean, know, after the pileup, anyone who owns Gomez is not feeling great. I mean, he, no. you know, yeah. he got rested, he got rotated, and, uh, you know, uh, missed some, missed some cleans and stuff. So. Um, Where else are we going here? Do we, do we fucking talk about fuck guard again, or did we do that last pod? I mean, there's not that much else to say about fuck guard. I mean, Lingard, he scores again in the FA Cup, another fucking worldie. He's just really good. That, okay. He's just a really good pick, right? There's nothing else to say. He's, he's a really good pick that I probably won't own for the rest of the year. <laughs> let's like talk about, let's talk about Spurs. I mean, Nathan Walters on Twitter wants to know the best way to ship his Spurs attacking assets. So you mentioned earlier you have you have Ali Erickson, Kane. Who's going? Who's staying? Like, what? What are you thinking there? It's, this is the kind of thing I've alluded to earlier in the pod. Is just I've been absolutely all over the shop about it because when I bought them ahead of the double game week, I was thinking like, okay, I'm gonna spend this fucking assets, and I took a points hit to do it, and I fucking shipped out Paul on a hit, so I was like, now I'm down like eight points on that to Erickson, but they fucking. Everton and Southampton off the back of the double, 
and I was leaning towards trying to figure out a way to give them both those games. But I mean, the way they looked in the last two games is just back to old Spurs. So I don't know if I just got kind of like lulled into sleep by the way they looked like a couple games before the double game week well, when they, they were really just firing. Destroyed Southampton. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I mean, now they're back to just being kind of bad. And I have two nine million plus assets in midfield plus Kane. And Everton's a bus. I think they're a lot better of a bus than Moyes' West Ham. And that's what they're facing next. So I expect that game to be a carbon copy of what, what they faced in West Ham. And maybe they'll have a little bit more spring in their step. But I don't think any amount of spring in their step would, have to, would, would help with the tactical ineptitude that Pochettino kind of put forth in that game plan. There was no game plan. And the lineup was diabolical. And they were terrible. And I don't know if he's going to be like, oh, maybe I don't need fucking all the CDMs on my fucking roster to play in the 11 against this 10-man boss. But I don't have faith in my FPL team like backing Pochettino to make a good decision. So I think he's kind of fucking dumb and he's having an absolute nightmare season. So I want to get rid of Erickson and Ali. Erickson's point two more. I want to get rid of him more just because he's more expensive and he's playing in a more withdrawn role and he's just absolutely terrible. And that's kind of where I'm thinking. I, I just don't, I, I'd rather get rid of both of them either for a hit or, or in succession with freeze than let them go because it just doesn't seem like there's high upside there. I don't yeah, think that it, this Everton fixture, especially like it's like almost if there was any other team, I'd feel a little bit better about my, cause I'm double spurs also, but like home Everton, it just feels like, they're capped at like one goal, which is ridiculous yeah. because they're obviously yeah. not. And some, they're almost like bad version of Liverpool in the sense that, like, let's say they get a pen in the first ten minutes, then like I completely back Kane for a hat trick, and they're going to score four goals. I but think they, they really just like I, don't break them down, and and it just turns more and more into a slog. They just look like worse and worse throughout the match. It's crazy. I think they're just united. Like they are united this year, right? Except they have a good striker, so it should be yeah. But it, but it's it's not because like they're not creating them they're a lot. Creating like they're them. they're slow as fuck in the middle third, and yeah, yeah. everything is funneled out wide, and they're just sending in crosses to their number nine, who's marked by three guys all game. And I mean that's what it that's what it is to that's me. That's what it's just happened just, to all of us. Yeah, triple yeah. But it's 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 very slow and ponderous football. And, you know, they're being begged to counter, and they don't. Like, they actively decide See, not to counter. That was insane counter. against West Ham. But it's all game. That's how they've been playing all year. Like, they actively they decide the not run. to counter. They, they tricked us. They lulled us into it. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, it's very frustrating. And I just think that having anyone pass Kane on Spurs is you're playing with fire because... They were a very good shout for one goal in any game, unlike you know a City team or a Liverpool team who it's hard to imagine they're not going to score three. So if you're going to be paying $9 million plus for an FPL attacking asset, you don't want them to be on a team where like you're rolling dice if maybe they'll score more than one goal when you could just bank on three-plus. You know? So it's, right, it's a right, tough right. Yeah, it's I think really Spurs look fucking bad like Spurs look really bad I, mean, I they hope they don't make top against four Swansea. they were lucky yeah. to even pick yeah, up yeah, a yeah. point yeah they should have lost they should have yeah. lost that game yeah, yeah. I hope they don't make top four I think they deserve it 
I hope Pochettino starts getting a lot more. Uh, I think he has. Been. I think he has, yeah, he has after been. West Ham. Yeah, but it, it should be more. Like he should be at. Like they talk about Mourinho every fucking day of the week. Mourinho sitting in second place. So get the fuck out of my face, like Spurs fans, like he had army, whatever. It's like, he's sitting in second, and you're in fucking fifth, sixth Europa places. Get the actual fuck out of my face. Figure your team out, and then re- like relax on Mourinho. He's in second. It's just, it's bad. Like, Spurs shit is really bad this year. It's a very bad season for Spurs, and Kane should leave in the summer. Yeah, I mean, that, that's been heating up, too, which is a... Uh, I don't want to talk too much about, like, transfer speculation rumors and all that shit because there's just too much right now, but that is definitely one that's heating up is, like, Kane to somewhere good. Why the f- Fuck would he want to stay on this low wage, there's, like bullshit? There's team. no reason. It's there's ridiculous. really no reason. There's no reason. He grew up a Guna anyway. Everyone knows that. Like he's one of your own, kinda. No, he's not. It's just I don't know. We'll see. We'll see where it goes. But yeah, Spurs very very frustrating. Obviously hit a nerve for me today. Yeah, I mean I have Son Son, and it's Son. like his returns have been incredible. Legit incredible since I brought him in, and then he scores the fucking worldie against West Ham too. But even he feels really, really bad to own. <laughs> like I just kind of don't want him. I might ditch him for like Lingard or something, and just I don't know in in preparation for Morata to Kuhn or something like that. So down on Spurs, yeah, down on Spurs attack assets, yeah. Maybe when Toby comes back and Wanyama's back, uh, I don't know. Clearly, like a two-match stretch of scoring a bunch of goals, which is what they did, is not enough for them to be like back. Like two Kane hat tricks did not mean that they're back because they played so fucking badly in the next two. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Lesson learned. Um, where are we going here? Do you have any thoughts on uh, Jenk Tosin? No. Yeah, I mean, I'm excited. I think he's it's a good buy. Everton are fucking awful. Nias and and DCL are finally over. Well, they're they're talking about selling Nias to like West Brom, Palace, or one of the West or um, Brighton or one of the shitty sides. Yeah, probably. Yeah, like I mean, I'm interested. He's probably I'm, not on pens, which hurts his value a lot. And and they don't attack really. So yeah, I'm could not be less interested in him. I'm interested one thing in the to, sense that I'm going to like keep an eye on them. I'm not like transferring him in. Yeah. One thing I was like, actually, the city is that. How do you think the? I think like getting three city players in soon is probably a good FPL strategy. But where do you think is like the best place to bring in assets? Because the defenders are still the cheapest players, and they're keeping clean sheets at a very high clip. Well, so we you could do talked about Stounge at all, but he's. Yeah. But what about company? Because they still have company, Otamendi, Stones. Like, he's not going to play three at the back end because they were terrible, and now Jesus is dead. So it, is there a shout that when com- company's like always a knock away from being healthy, but is there a shout for him playing two of the three like that's a little risky? No, no. I think it's Otamendi, Stones all the way. Stones. Yeah, I don't think company okay. honestly gets a look in. He just okay. like deputized because they were so injured and had nothing, and he's just not the kind of guy. I mean, Stones have been Stones has been so good in all of his starts this year. He's a huge step forward. I think he's like ninety seven percent pass completion or some insane shit like that. And 
He's just the guy. I mean, he's Gabron James asked on Slack if he's like a Jones level must own. I mean, like, I don't know if anyone's Phil Phil Bones Jones other than Phil Bones Jones, but he's right there in terms of value. Like, Stones and Jones, yeah, Phil Bones Jones and Stones, <laughs> and that that's a good couple guys to get. Like, I brought in Otamendi because it was a good time for me to bring in Otamendi, and he's really good. But at a million less, the value's not close. You go Stones every time. So I think that's a great pick. I don't. I don't know what. What do you think yeah. about Silva though? I mean, like, is it? Are we ready to go back to Dilva, or is it? Is it too soon to get David back? I, I don't know. Like, how do you read that situation? Like with his family and shit. I mean, I, just, I have no more information than any of you beautiful listeners. But I think it just like the price is very. It's like like nice little niche niche price at eight mil. It's a lot of value there. Um, he hasn't been doing it lately, but they're gone. I'm not worried about that. It's just like if he plays. That's all that matters. Like he will return if he's back to starting regularly. We just have no idea. And there's yeah. really no, no I mean, way of knowing. No. no, we don't. So I, I probably like ideally you'd you'd want to wait, you know, maybe till February or something and see what happens with this kid. I mean, I know, you know, you get a kid in Nikio and it's touch and go for like day, 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 week, 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 week. So I don't know when he's going to be fully in the clear, and you know I'm not a medical professional. I'm not like DJ Tempe Bug or whatever, so I'm not sure. But it's risky. I I don't think you should buy him because he could be in fucking Spain when it's Saturday and you're fucked up the ass. Yeah, that's the. But I I think like spending like thirteen or spending like twelve on Aguero and, and nine on Sterling, and then like six on a defender is like a lot of money. And I'm kind of looking at double defenses as a little cheeky diff because they keep so much possession. And you know how I roll with my double and triple diff. I was about to say you hate differentials yeah, of defense. Fucking, I hate that. But if you're spending, I mean, instead of like taking hits and ripping it up to get Aguero in, you keep Sterling. You get you know Stones at five change, and then you have Otamendi at six change or Walker at six change, like. You're probably getting a clean sheet every, you know, every two or three, you know, every every sixty percent of city games, and that's pretty good. So I think that's a good route. I, I, looking at your team structure, I think that's a reasonable show. Yeah, it's very, very good. Yeah, yeah. Kuhn and versus Kev is really tough. I mean, they're they're relatively close in price, and but it's just like it's captaincy. I always keep captaincy. It's I'm just a theory. Same. Yeah, yeah, but it's just as a theory, it's just like where am I putting my captaincy? And if I'm spending double digits on a player and I'm not going to captain them, then I better have a fucking good reason for getting them in the first place. Right. And it's difficult because I don't think De Bruyne is a better captaincy option than Sterling because he doesn't shoot as much. No, no, he's not. I totally agree. Yeah, so Here's I mean, that's thing, a bit, though, are you captaining dude, people, Kuhn in either of those games over Salah? Both of those games, a hundred percent, the home game. Just so risky, though. A hundred percent. I don't think it's risky because it's so risky because Casal is going to be on like a ridiculous percentage of teams. Yeah, but like if you have a share of Salah, you're not going to get that burn by not capping him. And then if you have Coombe with home Newcastle with like an entire second string of defense and then another great home fixture, you could be looking at double races and then you're flying. 
versus the other way around and like you know if Sala but doesn't if you cap do a well. coon blank and Sala braces that hurts yeah. a lot but at least you still have him like you own him you know that's the difference is the, the other way around is like you don't own coon at all but that's why I would almost say you get coon as the differential and still cap Sala is like it's yeah, like you kind of the could. best of both worlds because you're like protecting yourself with your cap, but you're potentially getting 20 points differential in your forward yeah. line. I don't know. It's tough. I, I don't know which but way like to go Coon. in those just, situations ever. I just love Coon. I feel yeah. like Coon, City Home, it's like that could be a five or six goal win. Absolutely. I'm like a Coon. Okay. All right, let's, okay. let's keep going, dude. This is. And we're just all over the place because there's just too much fucking shit. Too much time has gone by. Too much action. I don't know. Maybe we should just go ahead to uh, caps and our teams and stuff. And uh, let's let's do caps. I'm just trying to see if there's anything else to shout, but there's too much shit. We're gonna keep. We'll hit us up on fucking Slack and Twitter and everything. We have more thoughts on everything, but we want to keep the pod at a reasonable time. Yeah, let's go to Caps. So you're, see, well, you're actually on Hazard? Is that like I well, I'm not, I'm not actually I'm not actually Are on you actually on Hazard? I'm actually not sure, Alon. It's wild. I don't I don't own them yet, but I'm actually looking at it seriously. God, I have no captaincy options this week. What do you think about Lingard? Lingard home stoke. A lot of action on Lingard. Yeah, yeah. I mean, why not? I'm with that's, that's as good as it gets, I guess. What do you, what do you think? Of Kane? What do I think of what? Kane. It's bad. It's a. It's like a lazy cap. <laughs> like Kane. Kane is never <laughs> is like a nightmare captain because he's so good and on pens and all that shit. But it's really lazy. It's like you haven't been paying attention because Everton are such a good bus and so tight defensively. And Spurs have been atrocious. That there's no reason to cap Kane, really. But I, I mean, it's not the worst cap. I don't know. God, they, it is so brutal this week, though. And then I mean, Arsenal is a big X factor. They're at Bournemouth. Bournemouth perennially terrible at keeping clean sheets and, and letting goals out. But Alexis is heads turned, so yeah, he's not really he there. Even and, start if he's like, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I have no idea. And then you know, Lacazette plays seventy minutes every game, and then oh, it's like there's nothing there. So it's a really tough one. Like again, this is why I'm I'm getting so into the Hazard Hazard show. Cap Alonso. Yeah. Alonso's a decent shout, but the other thing with Leicester that's so fucking confounding is that Vardy always scores against the top teams. No, they're probably not going to keep it clean. Yeah, Leicester yeah. are good at scoring. Yeah, they just score. It depends like top- how much respect Conte shows. Like if he tries to score goals or if he sets up for a nil nil like he does against top sides. I don't know. You know wow, captain is brutal this week. Yeah, it's tough, and that's the thing. It's like these are the kind of weeks that are really interesting because if you hit a diff cap. You fly you because fly this yeah, because it, the the ceiling feels very low for a lot of these players. You know, Liverpool City player probably like one return is as the cap for them that week, and then you know Lingard's yeah. still a fucking Lingard. So you know where where are you going to get? Where do you find a double or triple return? Like that's why I'm thinking like Hazard against Leicester is like ah, eh, I could see that happening. You could cap Paul. 
Just as nuts as Lingard, kind of. Cap Rom. Cap De Gea. Rom. Cap Chazlowski. And Paul, like, Moo all of a sudden moves into left wing and then he puts in two assists, like, easy. Yeah. Like, just yeah. play him yeah. as far forward as you can and he'll do stuff like that. So. Right after I sold him, thanks. Right after Rah. I sold him, yeah. And fuck, Rah. dude. Like, if you don't, just looking at your team as is right now, who would you cap? Because you, you don't have has right now. You'd go yeah, Kane? Yeah, I'd be Kane. I mean, I have nothing else. I, I like Kane more than Salah. I feel like, like I'll Salah, take him I feel over. Like Salah's probably going to score. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I'd take Kane against a bus at home over Salah playing the best in the league. Yeah, just like they haven't been that great defensively. Like, on, the counters are there, you know, and he just needs a counter against Delph for. Danilo, like some bad player, and then I don't know. He could score. I feel like he'll probably score, but there's nothing like that fucking good. Wow, this is like one of the hardest cap weeks I've ever looked at, honestly. I haven't that's looked until in. right now. That's why I'm into Hazard this week, dude. I mean, what about Murata? I mean, he's very far away for me to get to Murata, but I think no, he I mean, missed- what, what do you think of him as a captaincy? I think he's horrible. I think he's just bad, and I don't think you can cap him until he finds form. I wouldn't bank on him finding form because he really hasn't had it all season. And the last game was the kind of thing that could like, write his papers out of England back to fucking Malta. Well, Conte, Conte couldn't have backed him any harder, though. Like he, yeah, but it doesn't, that doesn't matter. Like his, his confidence could not possibly be at a lower yeah, escalation. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think it's just, it's, it's just too risky because he hasn't shown any... Any you know any stretch of being good in England, and it's a tough one. There, I don't, I don't like it. I don't like it at all. It's risky, but as of now, I feel like it's my my best option on my team. Again, it's just the, it's like the chances. Like, yeah, no, he's gonna get chances if he gets yeah. between two and five big chances, which he probably will, because he usually does. Then, like, he'll probably score. Yeah, no, that's okay. Damn, wow, feels bad though. So you think you're okay? So let's go ahead to our team. So how do you plan on getting Hazard in? What are you doing with your Moses out? Like, what are you up to, dude? I mean, it's an easy double swap for me with Moses to Hazard. I have up to six million to to fill Moses's slot. What Hazard are you getting out there? Hazard. Oh, Erickson. Oh yeah, Erickson. I forgot. Walk out of my team. He is so bad. Erickson's awful. It's a simple job. So I mean, I could get like Hector Belvens. I could, you know, I could do anything. Go VVD. And go Stans. I could go anywhere, anywhere I want. That's annoying that the Liverpool City matches this week because it is both of those guys are so good for you to get. But that's what, like, honestly, a little little Bellerin action is a little bit interesting. His stats have been incredible. Stats have been great, and unsuccessful crosses in the BPS system are fantastic. And he's so good at unsuccessfully crossing. He's been like they have really good a lot in the box and stuff. Yeah, I mean they they have really really good fixtures for till like fucking May. So I might go there. I yeah, mean I might I might do yeah I might do and, and Hazard and for Moses and Erickson and Captain Hazard. So I'm gonna I'm gonna I need to see the midweek cup games and I'll, I'll see mean, from there. But yeah, I'm, I'm, so I'm very touch. it's like yeah. oof, this is this I'm very a lot to take in right now for yeah. me. I'm very anxious and, and concerned about the Alexis news with City because if I were to get Aguero, it would be like 
very much thinning out my squad and taking a hit to get someone in who, like, you know, next week, I think Kane at Southampton is a fantastic captaincy option, so I'm happy to go there, even though it's City or home against Newcastle. So I'm a little bit nervous about ripping my team up to get Aguero in, and then if they get Alexis in by the, by the time, you know, I get Aguero in from thinning my team out, then I'm fucked. You know, dude, the the thing with the Alexis thing is like I just don't really get it. Like, but if Jesus is out for the rest of the season, then like they need somebody. They need somebody, but they I don't know. I mean, like neither Kuhn or Alexis are going to be happy about like rotating in and out or playing every other game. But Alexis, I feel like they need a central midfielder. Like David's old and in Spain, and Mm. maybe they need a fucking fullback or. Center back. I don't know. I just I don't, put left, I don't put left wing as the highest thing on their like forty million to spend. But I mean, Alexis is obviously great, so it's never bad. But it is a little weird to me. Yeah, no, it's, it's definitely a little weird. But I think I think they need they need somebody to spell Coon because he's not going to be able to play like twenty games the no, last of course, of he's, of yeah, he's not a he's not a sprig. So we'll see. But yeah, I mean that's what I'm doing. So what about about you, buddy? God, dude, I, like I said, this pod is just so much for me to take in all at once. Been so checked out. I mean, so I'm I'm back on flag gate. I have five flag guys in my team, which is always a good feeling. Um, I don't know. I mean, I'm nervous about my double Spurs attack, as we talked about. Maybe I'll go like Sun to Lingard. It's a, definitely a good week to get in Lingard. Maybe I'll even fucking cap him. Um, and then I have Murata, who's just, yeah, I mean, he just put in one of the worst performances you'll ever see out of a striker, especially a Chelsea striker. Um, and he's just begging to be turned into Kuhn. But I probably wouldn't do it this week for a hit. I'd probably just wait until next week. So that yeah, would, I mean, if, if I did that, I would do, do Sunda Lingard this week and then for free Murata to Kuhn next week. And that's like pretty fucking good business. Yeah, but then I'd almost rather just save and just let Sun play against the boss. Like, yeah, but so. Lingard at home against Stoke is like really good. I know, but like new manager bounce is that you know whenever we switch like yeah, premium asset huge. for another like good asset for good asset with like oh like marginally better fixture because Everton's still fucking awful and they're gonna have eighty percent possession like and that. Sun I feel like that backfires. Very good. Yeah. The one one other thing I wanted to throw your way is like I could also just do Moses to Alonzo. Like, do you think Alonzo's that important? I know we talked about it earlier, but Alonzo? Seems good. That's that seems good to me. So it's like not a hit. Like Erickson's as bad as much as I fucking hate him. It's just like he's not like Bad. Yeah, the like, thing is, it, is you can also taking like, a hit for Erickson is the kind of thing that we've been talking or realistically it's me against all years, like taking a hit for someone who could get like it's a good fixture on paper. Yeah, it's a dumb thing to do. It's dumb. Erickson's so, like, nailed and still like good. Yeah. And the thing with Erickson also is like he's very, very easy to he's flexible. Like his price is Basically, it covers every midfielder in the game except for like Salah, Haz, and Kev or something. Yeah. You know, it's like you can go anywhere from him. So 
Yeah, I mean, just get Alonso, dude. Just back your triple Chelsea and just. Yeah, I could just do that. We do Moses to Alonso. I, I mean, know, that's all. Dude. It, uh, that seems so much better to me for fucking. For free. For free. All right. Hey, what's up, Alonso? This is why we pot. I love you. God, Alonso's good. He's really God, good. He's pretty. He's a murderer. Is he a murderer? He's an actual murderer. What, who did he murder? The girl in the car when he fucking crashed into everyone and then he paid the fucking family off so they wouldn't press charges. I what are you talking about? I don't know about this. <laughs> I did not know about this. I'm are you serious. fucking with me? Yeah, he fucking like six years ago, he fucking drunk drove, crashed a car and killed somebody and then paid the family off to not press charges because he's like, oh, I'm Marcus A, god of the god of the gods. Oh my god. You are you fucking kidding me? You don't know I'm about this? I'm not kidding. I don't know about that. Deep dive YouTube, Wikipedia.com. I'm festival. going straight there right after we're done potting. No, he fucking killed somebody. Holy shit, that is darkness. Dude, Derek loves this story. I must have missed it. I don't know. Yeah, it's it's not great, but it's great. That's fucked. <laughs> Dude, Dude that's a couple of seconds up. This is a weird huh? pod. This is a like I was saying last week, there's all the different genres of pod. There's like Crix's session pod, there's international break pod. This is a fucked up pod. There's been too much downtime. There's too much shit to talk about. We're both loosey goosey. It's late. Interesting. But I don't know. Like what what are the options? I don't know. That can you uh, just Fire me and get like Dave Cullen in. Yeah, for next Dave, Dave's straight in for next. Yeah, or like Ray, like Rye. Hi, I'm everybody loves Ryman. <laughs> Just get rid of me for next pod, okay. and I'm fine. Okay, no problem. Let's slap right. some asses. We got um, the new patrons of the week. So these guys will go straight into the cup again. If you sign up before game week twenty three deadline, give us your team ID and all that shit. patreoncom FMLFBL, You'll be in the cup too. Hit that. Let's slap some asses of new signups for this week. We got Kyle Griffith. Sounds like a fucking family guy character. We got Alex, single name Alex. Bryce Heltzel. Love that. Caden Rogers. Good cadence on that. Nicholas Balfour. He sounds like a goalie to me. Mark Diano. Grant Balfour. What? Grant Balfour. Yeah. Actual goalie. Actual Calgary goalie, Flames right? goalie. Yeah, I knew Fantastic. it. It like yeah, caught something good. up in my head. A good job by you. We got Mark Diano, I know this kid, Mark DiNardo, who's an absolute psychopath. Hopefully it's not him. And then we got Tom Erickson, who... So Tom Erickson messages us on Facebook because he's a huge rival of another patron, Stefan Holman. And Tom wanted us... Facebook? Tom wanted us to not slap his ass. He just wanted us to shit on Stefan. He's like, instead of slapping the ass, can you just talk shit on Stefan? He's my rival. Like, he fucking sucks. He's a loser. <laughs> so I had to just shout that out because it was really funny. <laughs> I was like, no, dude. Like, Stefan's a good guy, but that's really funny. <laughs> uh, so good, but good job with you, Tom, with two M's. And uh, yeah, that's it. Thanks so much, everyone, for uh, hitting. Any, uh, any last words? I don't know, man. I'm, I'm pretty fucked up right now. Check us out at fmlpl.com. Follow us on Twitter at fmlpl. Support us at patreon.com slash fmlpl. And cheers. <laughs> <laughs>